welcome back to my show, Dimensional Soul Healing, with your host, Grayson Kahn. Today, we're going to be discussing how we form the wound of distrust in childhood. So, before we get into today's episode, first of all, I do want to announce that tomorrow, January 1st, 2024, I am opening up enrollment for my financial wound healing course. So if you are somebody who has endured financially abusive relationships with partners, loved ones, your family members, um, if you just feel like you can't get anywhere and progress financially, if you really struggle with poverty consciousness, then please check this course out. I was tidying up this course just a couple of days ago um, and preparing for its launch and my higher self came through and she said that this course is very powerful. And so if you are looking to absolutely shift and change and transform your financial reality, please, 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 please check this out. I did not go through all of the financial wounds and financial abuse and struggle and poverty for nothing, okay? I went through everything, all of it, so that I can teach you guys how to pull yourselves out of it and how to get connected with financial freedom and financial stability and security and your birthright of prosperity. And so, yeah, this course is very incredible. It is very intensive. I think the last time I checked, it had like 29 sections, 28 sections, and like 35 steps. So, this is definitely not something you can do overnight. Um, yeah, you're going to need time for the healing energies to integrate. And yeah, it's just incredible. So I really wanted to announce that. And also, I wanted to announce that my sound bath event is happening 12 days from now at Height and Vitality in Draper, Utah. If you have not purchased a ticket yet, I am playing my sound bowls um, at, at the center, and there's a room that I'm going to be playing in that emits all of these healing frequencies from these machines. It's not noisy. It's very quiet, um, very relaxing. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be so incredible. So if you're somebody who really resonates with sound frequency healing, definitely check that out. Um, there's only 12 tickets, so spots are limited. I have no idea how many are purchased yet, so um, yeah, just give them a call. And I'm actually going to post their website and their phone number in the show notes below. Um, that way y'all can do your own research and connect with them. Okay, let's get started with the episode. All right, so we're going to be discussing the wound of distrust and... I know your biggest question is, well, how do we even develop that in the first place in childhood? Well, if you grew up in a household that was physically abusive, religiously abusive, so right, psychologically abusive, I feel like that's a huge one, Um, and also being manipulated and like having deceit happen all around you constantly. So I know... um, I wouldn't say I had a lot of religious trauma, right? Because (laughs) I feel like y'all already know my story about this. But I did get a little bit, not for my mom, but for my grandmother on my dad's side of the family. And I remember 
being a kid and like going to her house for holiday functions. So let me just tell you guys, for those of you who don't know, my mother's side of the family was very uh, extremely Catholic. So like whatever Orthodox like Catholics were, like the most extreme version of them. And then on my dad's side of the family, they were Orthodox Jewish. So very, very strict. Like they followed their Hebrew Bible, Torah, whatever it is to a T. Like I couldn't even tell you the difference because I just didn't care. Right. Anyway, so um, in the the Jewish tradition and the Jewish culture, the Jewish belief system, they don't believe in eating pork and they don't believe in, um, they don't believe in mixing like dairy and meat products in their dishwasher. And so like my grandfather literally has two dishwashers in his house, one for plates for dairy and one for meat. Like, come on. Like how ridiculous is that? Right? Like there's, just don't even get me started. It's like the rich Jewish people are like doing that stuff to their household, but it's like they could be dedicating that extra money for a dishwasher into something like a, a better charity. You know, it's like now that I'm in a place of being able to donate and just help others cups like be filled. Like, I'm just like, why would you do that? That's so selfish and so toxic. But anyways, oh, don't get me started. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I remember going to my grandparents' house on my dad's side of the family when I was a kid and observing my grandmother. It's funny because, like, I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, wow, she has a lot of issues. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, But she would walk around her, like, little den area. So there was, like, her, her first dining room and then her kitchen was, like, attached to it. Um, and then to the side was like her den and then she had like another dining room on the other side of her house and another den. Anyways, just two people living there, like I said, just totally unnecessary. And in one of her dens, she, I remember like watching her, like watching her walk around and she was just like spewing out all of her beliefs, like about her Jewish faith. Like, oh yeah. Uh, Jesus is not God's son and all of this stuff. I could tell at six, seven years old, even five years old, I was like that because she would literally say that all the time. Like it wasn't just like a one time thing. She would like repeat it like a robot. Anyway, so I would look at her as a kid and I would be like, you literally have no idea what you're talking about. Like you you're just repeating something that somebody told you, like, to believe in. Like, I I could see that at a young age, okay? I could literally see that she was spewing out of programming. And, like, I remember thinking, okay, that's weird. Like, I'm, like, observing her spewing out this programming. And, like, what the heck? Like, you got issues, lady. Like, you really should work on that. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But, like, I always... I always felt that way about, like, every, like, super religious person, though. Like, if they were, especially if they were extreme about it. Like, it was so obvious you could see their programming. Like, the more extreme they were, the more obvious the programming became kind of thing. And I'm just super grateful that I did not contract to go through that route for learning how to break out of a disempowerment cycle. So that's very common for a lot of people who get involved with organized religion in their lifetime 
is their souls want to learn how to break the disempowerment cycle, empower themselves, go within, treat themselves as a church, right? Like I know you've heard of many cultures saying that our body is a temple. Hello. What's inside the temple? You, your own church, right? Like relying on yourself for answers, like connecting to your intuition, connecting to your heart. Like y'all, when I had my out-of-body experience, I saw my heart and it was literally like a golden light portal. And I remember thinking like, what the heck? Like, what is that for? You know, (laughs) I'm just so curious. I'm such a curious soul, I swear. Um, but yeah, like throughout my journey, I've learned that you can literally, um, download information into your heart portal, like where your heart chakra is. But a lot of people have issues with listening and accessing information there because of all of their trauma, their energetic wounds that are blocked there, old energy, right? Like imagine, um, okay, this is what I want you guys to do. I want you to imagine yourselves as, Just like that typical, like, cartoon-looking body, right? Like, that little drawing of just a human body, just a neutral one, right? Just no hair, no genitals, like, just neutral, right? And I want you to visualize a golden light portal in the center of that cartoon character, okay? So, everybody on this planet, including myself, has energetic wounds, trauma, stock energy, old emotional energy. And I want you to visualize all of that energy as black, as gunk, as thick. And it's smothering that golden light fire that's in your heart. Okay. Now, you might start feeling this actually, because every time I speak about things like this, sometimes it brings up stuck energy in people. So um, yeah, my voice is very powerful for many reasons. And so anyway, um, Yeah, a lot of people will be like, well, I can't hear anything or I can't access anything and I don't know. I don't know how to tune in. And it's like, well, you do. Everybody knows how to innately tune in. It's just a matter of removing the garbage, removing the old energy to make space for light and pure unconditional love and healing energies. And the lighter that you can make space, the lighter you can feel right? The lighter you can essentially, quote unquote, become, right? It's just returning to your natural state of being. Like your traumatic state of being, which is a lot of people on this planet, is not your normal state of being, okay? So it's all about returning to your normal state of being, um, which is what Jesus taught when he was alive on this planet. I know that because I was incarnated during his lifetime. So, And that's another thing. You guys can access your own Akashic records and meditation. So if you're actually curious about what Jesus did on this planet, like during his lifetime, you all have the ability to access that and access the truth yourself. Okay. And for those of you who don't feel that comfortable yet of going into meditation and accessing, you know, higher states of, you know, consciousness and all that, that's totally okay. Um, My biggest thing is like learning how to feel certain frequencies. Okay. Like I, thank God, thank God I have a very sensitive psychic ability where I can feel what people are saying and I can feel the frequencies of information. So I can feel it through words. I can feel it through codes. Like it doesn't matter what language it is. I can feel it or I can feel it in the non-physical, like in meditation, dream world, whatever. 
Anyways, so... Yeah, everybody has the capacity to tune in. Everybody has the capacity to access their own truth and their own answers and everything, okay? And that's the huge, that's the biggest thing. That is the biggest, I feel like, the biggest lesson from experiencing the wound of distrust. It's like learning discernment, learning how to be, like, cautious, right? Like, like, mm, I don't know, like, I'm going to tune in first with myself before I listen to what you have to say, before I believe what you have to say, right? It's like, it's about learning to not blindly trust in just absolutely everything, okay? Because that gets you into a lot of sticky situations, you know? Just think about it this way, right? Your soul has a lot of experience getting uh, murdered and all that kind of stuff, right? So it's like, whenever you are out in public and say, for example, a creepy person comes up to you and says, Hey, do you want to like get in my car and like go to go for a ride for me? What are you going to say? Absolutely fucking not. No. Are you crazy? Like, no, you immediately know that's a big red flag. Why? Because your soul has already experienced that. Okay. It already has the wisdom from that trauma. And so innately you already know to stay away from that. Okay. When your soul has not dismantled that disempowerment energy and that disempowerment cycle, you're not going to have that innate feeling that I had growing up as a child where like nobody, nobody could brainwash me into religion. Nobody could tell me what to believe in. Like none of that because my soul had learned that lesson very good, like clearly very good. And so I immediately knew people who were like very into that stuff, like major, major red flag, right? That was for me. And so, right, like when you haven't learned that lesson yet as a soul, you haven't learned that on a soul level, what are you going to do? You're going to be like, oh, yeah, like I'm going to I'm going to try this. Like this all makes sense now, you know, like, oh, my God, like the crazy Scientology story that they do with Xenu and the popsicle people and all that kind of stuff. Oh, my God. Like that's a very extreme version of indoctrination and programming and brainwashing. And it's very sad. And I just I cannot believe how long it has been going on, um, as well as the other ones. But I mean, I feel like that one's like one of the most extreme ones. LDS, I would say I would categorize that one right behind Scientology. But um, anyways, so yeah, it's like, imagine listening to those stories and being like, wow, it all makes sense, right? Like, <laughs> it just your soul just hasn't gone through it. So it's very naive. It's very curious. Like, you know, you test it out and you go through your own experiences and then you're like, whoa. And so in that lifetime, you either learn to break the disempowerment cycle and you're like, hold on a second. Like this is starting to get a little crazy. Like, let me take a step back. And then, you know, you start to see the red flags once you step back, right? Because the second you pull away is the second you start to, to cause problems. You know what I mean? And that's the thing is like, if it was truly aligned with unconditional love, there wouldn't be any problems, right? Like at the highest vibrational frequencies of unity and joy, happiness, freedom, true love, right? There's no problems there. There's no, like, I wouldn't say that actually, let me, let me backtrack on that. There's no, mm, yeah, there's no negative intent there. Okay. Cause I do want to say existing in higher frequencies can stir up controversy because it triggers a lot of wounds. So I don't want to say it doesn't cause problems, but I do want to say it is not done from a place of negative intention. Whereas 
obviously all religion, all organized religion places are, right? The whole purpose is to get your money, to use your energy, to siphon your energy, right? Like, um, I'm not familiar with all of the rituals across the board with organized religion, but I remember like we had to speak and sing certain prayers in Hebrew, like for the Jewish religion, like anytime you bless the bread, like you bless the challah bread or you bless the wine or, you know, just random prayers. And I remember being a kid and like, they would look at me, like my grandparents would stare at me, like you better fucking sing the song, like, or else, you know, and it terrified me. Like it made me uh, feel threatened. It made me feel like my physical existence was threatened. I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to eat and drink food and water. Like if I don't sing these songs, like you're right. Because my basic level of Maslow's hierarchy of needs was threatened. And so what do you do? You start singing their stupid fucking songs, like even though you don't want to. But anyways, I remember singing them and feeling so like weird after singing them because what you're singing carries a unique vibrational frequency. And so Um, I did some channeling yesterday or maybe this morning about like, you know, were those low vibrational frequency, like prayers and rituals? Yes, of course. Duh. Um, but I just had to channel just in case, because sometimes, um, I do discover things that are unique, but yeah, that's why I always felt creepy afterwards because I was literally, even though I didn't understand the Hebrew, like I understand a couple of words, but I just didn't understand like what it was supposed to be saying in English. It was like the English version of like, um, our Lord and our Savior. I don't know. I don't even know. It's like what you like listen to in Catholic church kind of thing. You know what I mean? And you're like, what? Like, this sounds like some like weird Shakespearean shit, but like satanically, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> That's literally how I always felt. But, um, yeah. So the primary emotion that is affiliated with the wound of distress is fear. Duh. You feel fearful. You don't know who to trust right? And that's usually what gets instilled um, once that wound develops is fear. Like my grandparents used to use fear, right? To make me sing their stupid songs before I can eat the food or drink the water, you know, which is ridiculous. And that's child abuse, you know, for a child to not participate in their stupid ritual. It's like, okay, you're not going to feed me dinner because I don't want to like sing your song. It's ridiculous. But yeah, anyways. And so One of the new narratives that you can program for yourself, this mantra that you can tell your ego is, this is going to be deep. (laughs) Woo. Are you guys ready? The fear is an illusion of the mind. Okay. I'm going to repeat that. Fear is an illusion of the mind. And I want you to remind yourself, even though if you don't feel it right now, I want you to say it anyway, because it's going to plant seeds deep in your energy. I will always be safe. I will always be protected. There is nothing to fear except fear itself. And that is facts for real. Um, yeah, I was going to say. Like, can you guys think of when you were in childhood and when you started becoming distrustful of the older figures around you and maybe like bringing awareness on knowing that you got involved with organized religion and being a kid, you didn't really want to, but 
you did out of survival, right? <coughs> I might be bringing up some wounds, so, you know, just have grace for yourself. Um, I know that for me, the way this wound physically manifested was motion sickness, like, and it's this fear of not having control, okay? I would get so, ugh, I literally could not sit in the backseat of a car. I couldn't handle going on a cruise. I couldn't stand being on an airplane. Oh my gosh. And I went and lived on this boat for about two weeks in the British Virgin Islands. And I did uh, coral disease research, like right after I graduated university. And oh my God, I had this horrible, like horrible motion sickness. I thought I was going to freaking die. I was like, please just let me go. (laughs) It was so bad. But um Yeah, it was this fear of not having control that was manifesting. And I literally had no idea at the time. Um, Another way this can uh, manifest, ooh, this is deep physically, is if you have lower back pain, like severe lower back pain, it's this fear of not having enough financially. Oh my gosh. Yes. What a way to tie that back in with my course. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you guys, if you resonate with it, please, please check it out. Oh yeah. And please make sure to create a free account before purchasing it and, you know, getting involved with it because I don't know why, but for some reason when I was practicing it on my back end, as a guest, it would like get lost in the system. So I just don't want that to happen to you guys. So yeah, create a free account first, please, 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 please. Um, yeah, there's other physical manifestations, but I don't really feel called to discuss that. But yeah, I feel like a healing affirmation you can ask yourself is not even ask yourself, but state to yourself out loud is, I will always know what to do in the present moment, right? That gives the power back to you. Because you truly know better than anybody else, okay? And yeah, I feel like that's all I wanted to talk about with the wound of distress today. I didn't really have um, an extreme uh, array of experiences with that in this lifetime, Um, but with the experiences that I did have, I feel like I, I truly mastered that. Um, that was a very, I would say, quote unquote, easy, uh, karmic lesson to overcome, but the other ones, not so much. (laughs) Uh, But anyways, we're going to cut the conversation here today. I know super short, but I really want you guys to reflect and journal about, you know, your experiences in childhood and when you first, When you first, because everybody I feel like remembers, when you first became aware that something was off within your family dynamics or society or when you first went to church, you know, or whatever it was, um, you know, maybe you have some blocked memories and if you need assistance with that, definitely feel free to reach out and book a session with me on my website um, and we can do that healing as well. But Anyways, thank you guys so much for being here. I love you so much. Happy New Year's Eve. Ah, What a great way to kick off the new year. If you have listened to this mini series up until this point, starting with the wound of rejection, I'm so freaking proud of you because you are almost there of breaking out of the wounded themes of consciousness. And I'm just so happy for you. I'm so excited. You get to start your new year off in a higher state of 
being a higher consciousness state and what happens when you're there, more opportunities, more experiences, an expanded state of being. So there's more space for abundance, money, everything it is that you are truly desiring in your heart. So I love you guys so much. Have a wonderful rest of your week.